I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete Allison, and this back for another week is Dave Cribb. Ahoy, hoy. You say back for another week, like I'm some sort of special guest, is that? Is yeah, that how you're, the, you're a guest star, yeah. A guest star on every single episode so far. Are you happy that we're back? I am actually, yes. It's lovely, isn't it? It's been absolutely delightful. It's been a busy old week, though, between the re- watching the reunion, then doing the reunion live show, and the quiz, and the new episode, and the new correspondence episodes, and we need to do a new Joey with Friends which we haven't even putting it off for as long as possible <laughs> that's what people want on the patreon that's what they're here I for know, i know but yeah are you are you glad to be bark 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 i don't know why i said back yeah I'm, I'm glad to be bark glad yeah. to be bark uh yeah i am i am and uh we've had lots of lovely messages which we've shared on correspondence haven't we we have and um it's 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 very nice. Back up and running. Here we all are. Very nice indeed. Um, shall we crack on with today's episode? Yes, go for it. Alice, isn't it? Alice. Alice has requested this week's episode, and the request reads as follows. Uh, now I've caught up, I want to request an episode I can't believe hasn't been done yet. The one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. It's always been one of my favourites. It has four plots, all are absolute gold. Phoebe writing the Christmas song. Rachel being set up on a date. Rachel and Chandler together are so good. Ross falling asleep on the train. And Monica hiring Joey to fire him. Uh, her monologue when she yells at the staff is epic. Love the podcast, by the way. I also tell my friend in Australia, who's a huge Friends fan, and she's enjoying it too. Oh, wow. what delightful. Pass gl- the pod along. Global audience. I- I'm just going to not... This isn't a, uh, a point about sort of the content of the episode. Yeah. So I'll just... I'll get this out of the way early. I feel like there are about a hundred different ways that you could pronounce Poughkeepsie based on how it's spelled. It's mad, isn't it? It's absolutely It's like mad. pow, po... Puff keeps puff keeps puff keeps eye. I'd say this is how I learnt what that word a what that place was and b how to say that word was was friends originally. I don't think I've ever heard of the the, the place in question um, outside of this context. I actually met someone um, this time last year, maybe, 
Um, a friend of mine's girlfriend from New York who was trying to explain where she was from. She said it's up near Poughkeepsie. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Poughkeepsie. I know that on the on the train up to Montreal. <laughs> from the friends I've said, I don't even know it's the real train line. But I was like, yeah, guys, I know. I know all about this. And obviously she was like, from friends, yeah? I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't just know about upstate New York towns off the top of my head. So season four, episode 10, the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. Pow Coop. The Wikipedia one's long. I'll say it, I'll do it as quickly as I can, all right? Chandler's attempt to set up Rachel with someone from work gets out of hand when his colleagues start competing with one another, believing she only wants a fling. He then scares everyone off by saying Rachel wants a serious relationship. Monica's new staff at Alessandro's resent her for replacing the family member as chef. She hires Joe so she can fire him to show them who's boss. But when Joe gets lucrative tips, he refuses to give her a reason to fire him. However, when he truly sees the degree of cruelty... Yes, it's a whole bloody script, this, isn't it? And mon- an abuse Monica is being forced to endure, which almost makes her resign. He sticks to the part, and Monica fires Joe in front of everybody. This is enough for Monica to acquire control of over her colleagues who realise they could get fired too. Flipping heck. I reckon you could have that was, that that was very quick. Have you just had a coffee? Uh, no, 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 no. I just had two that was rapid. Quick, so, yeah. Oh, well, there's another sentence, mate. Ross is torn between a pretty but overly serious girl who lives nearby and a fun one from upstate that takes all his free time commuting to see. And Phoebe writes a holiday song for her friends, but has trouble rhyming words. <laughs> you know, WhatsApp voice memos now let you put them on double speed a little bit quicker. That's <laughs> that's what the last minute or so has just felt like. I um I accidentally listened to. Uh, two voice memos the other day on double speed, which I didn't realise, and I just I thought I my brain was collapsing. I love a WhatsApp voice memo. Oh, they're they're, they're all the rage, aren't they, mate? They're all yeah. the rage. Uh, production code four six 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 one two. A lot of sixes this week. A lot of sixes, and it's it's a crimbo episode. Really, it came out on December the eighteenth, in nineteen ninety seven. Also, um, I feel like um. I think there might have been a season four product placement deal with Snapple because <laughs> Snapple was on the table in last week's episode, which was also season four. And then there's another point in this week's where on the coffee table at Monica's apartment is just a, a bottle of Snapple. Yeah, well, they've clearly done some some Snappling, haven't they? But then do we see Snapple for the rest of the series or is it just in season four? Well, um, well, we'll have to be on Snapple Watch. Snapple Watch from now on. Everyone, see, if, if you spot a Snapple, just yeah. send us a, a, a no. Actually, tag us in your in like Instagram story or something, and we'll just do Snapple Watch from now on. Okay. Yeah. Good. At FWF Pod. Oh, thank God, we're getting the important issues out of the way, hey. Mm. So, I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, I feel like Phoebe's song is barely a plot line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I I, it is one of my favourite of her songs. Yes. So, um, I mean, it's no, and a crusty old man said, I'll do what I can, and the rest of the rats play maracas. But um, <laughs> it's it's not far off, and it's it's great. Great bit of Phoebeing. It's very good bit of Phoebe. It's clearly like, I mean, even reading the Wikipedia synopsis, the last sentence just says, Phoebe writes a song but has trouble rhyming words. It feels like, oh God, we've not got much of Phoebe to do in this episode, so let's just put in a couple of singy songy bits but it is a great it is a great song isn't it but I mean the main takeaway really is why is everyone being such a little bitch about the fact that the words don't rhyme when have they ever worried about Phoebe songs not being you know artistically credible before yeah, and they sort of pick up on the content of their their mention. Yeah, I, I can't oh. remember which character is, but one of them's like, "I'm not Jewish." Yeah, Chan- it's Rachel, isn't it? No, Chandler says, "I'm not Chandler. Jewish." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel says, "Rachel doesn't really rhyme with dreidel," mm. which I think is being nitpicky because it's not far off. It's not far off in a song, isn't it? There's, there's many, many worse rhymes in in music than that. Yeah, poor Phoebe just sitting there trying to write a nice song for her friends and. They're all just sitting there tearing it apart. Yeah, piss off, guys. Yeah, guys, chill the fuck out. 
Uh, it does end up being a great song. So maybe what Phoebe should learn is more creative input from your friends and the song might get better. True. Long term. Uh, it does have one of my favourite little bits as well. It ties into the Ross plot line where he's falling asleep and he wakes up and Chandler says, well, if you weren't asleep, what's Phoebe's song about? He says, it's the one about the cat. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But I mean, that's basically that's basically the Phoebe sort of plot line addendum, isn't it? She's just writing that song and and she cannot uh, rhyme, <laughs> as, no. as has been previously advertised. Where'd you like to go next? Well, where should we start properly then? So you got Ross's dating, you got Rachel and Chandler, and you got Monica and and Dragon. Um, let's do Rachel and Chandler. Yeah, it's a curious one, this, isn't it? Because this is an entire plot line basically centred around Chandler using Rachel as a sort of trading currency. Yes, he's sort of pimping her out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's very odd, isn't it? Like, that first scene with those two guys in the office, when they're basically just going, Oh, let's have, I'll give you some cigars for the woman. Oh, no, I'll give you some tickets to this for the woman. You know, it's very, um, it's very weird. <laughs> It's a bit like when my um, my nan was on holiday in Morocco many years ago and uh, someone offered my granddad a camel for her. I'm sorry, what? Someone offered uh, my my granddad a, a camel in exchange for, for, for my nan. <laughs> Is that's why you've got a camel? Or at least... <laughs> yes, yes, the old Alison camel. Um, but that was at least their interpretation of what was happening. Who, your grandparents' interpretation? Yeah, it was probably lost in translation, but she <laughs> felt like she felt like she was being um Traded she for was a camel. being traded. Well, my granddad didn't take up the offer. No, sure. The sign of a good uh, husband is one who doesn't trade his wife for a camel. Yeah. Oh, you wow. have to say you have to say that in the vows, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for better for worse, for richer for poorer, not exchange for a camel. Like yeah. the, the classic wedding vows. This is quite a good Chandler episode, I think. It is, yes. He's got a lot of funny bits. Um, I think every time I meet someone called Drew, which isn't very often, I'll be honest, it's not a common name, is it? No. But I will always, in my head, go, I say Drew. <laughs> it's very like cartoony, that bit, isn't it? There's one a little bit later on as well where Rachel's very angry with him. Yes. And says that he's 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 got something wrong and he says, I'm sure you're right, but why? <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just previously to that when Rachel goes, You didn't tell him I just wanted a fling and he goes, Uh no. Yeah, it's, it's like like Pete yeah. Matthew Perry beautifully delivered lines. And there's also that strange runner where Chandler does the sort of the pause and then says yes just to not engage in conversation with Phoebe and Joey being stupid. You know, earlier on, he, Joey says, yeah. does this awesome Wells guy direct Burger King commercials? And he just pauses and goes, yes. And then similarly, later on with the robots, <laughs> 401k. There is one bit I don't really get in this um, this storyline, which is, Rachel says, oh, it's it's a long time since I've been flung. Yeah. And Joey goes, well, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Yeah. What? What What are you getting her? A sexing. A sexing. A sex. Is that what it? But- I think, I think the, the implication that he's he's gonna have sex with her for Christmas. It's a weird fucking thing to say. How something. generous of him! <laughs> yeah, that, I think mean, that's. I think I'm very. I'm pretty sure that's the implication of that joke, isn't it? Well, there you go. There's a nice bit of gunthering in this as well. 
bit of physical comedy. Yeah, Gunther. So, the more you watch Gunther and remember that he wasn't really an actor before Friends, the more you go, he's fair, fair fuck to him. He's very funny. Yeah, it's the whole bit where Rachel's like, I want to. I, I wanna, want someone. I and he sort of, yeah, he's someone, like, yeah. And then yeah. Like, that grin, that like amazing Gunther excitement grin lights up, doesn't it? And then he, she says, I want to, I want to like a man. And he looks sad and slunks off into the back. Yeah, he sheepishly slopes off, doesn't he? Um, he's so Gun- Gunther is always good value, I'd say. Um, but yeah, so so Chandler uh, uses Rachel as a as a trading commodity, gets loads of stuff. Um, and supposedly has like twenty tickets to the Knicks that night. Like, strange that he'd accept all the tickets, isn't it? Yes, yeah, say, oh, actually, I've already been offered. So. I'm already going. I don't need more. It's like he, he gets into a slightly strange power grabby mode, doesn't he, Chandler? In this. Yeah, he does. Um, and then, yeah, Rachel goes on a date with Patrick. Her channel basically told him that she wants a casual fling. And then she says, well, you shouldn't have told him that. So he tells him the opposite and then he breaks up with her. It's all, it's all, I mean, this episode is, 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 is sort of bookended by Ross and Rachel both being like curiously desperate to just be with anyone. Yeah, I I mean, we'll come on to, to Ross's sort of... Um, it just feels bizarre that he's willing to go to such lengths and it seems to be because he just needs someone. Yes, yes. It's, I mean, we, we we can talk about that in a bit. But again, like it's, it's, it's a really funny moment with Gunther that we just talked about, but it's kind of strangely a bit un-Rachel, isn't it? Just to be sitting there going, oh my God, I just need a man. Why can't yeah. I just have a man? Like, it's a, it's it's... It's a bit like Joshua era Rachel, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess we're in the same sort of, no, it's the same season, isn't it? We're in the same sort of world where, but even then, I guess that's her fixated on Josh. You know, she's met someone that she thinks is hot and that's a bit different to just sitting there going, I need anyone, which is what her and Ross are both doing in in this episode. Maybe it's a Christmas thing. Maybe people are lonely around holidays. I guess that's what she intimates to Chandler, isn't it, at the start? Um, but then there's like a sort of like nice little touching moment at the end where Chandler and and Rachel, you know, Chandler sort of talks Rachel down, doesn't he, and says, "Oh, I didn't have to lie once. You're great. You're you're the best. All the best." They're really quite affectionate to each other at that point, aren't they? Yeah, it's a nice there's a couple little of forehead dynamic. kisses and things. Yeah, it is a nice friendly dynamic, isn't it? Would you kiss my forehead? <laughs> that really took me by surprise and I don't know why um, I mean in what context? Say I'm sad because you've been pimping me out yeah. to people And then I was feeling upset uh, Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't rule it out you got to feel these things out I think in the moment haven't you? you know, I wouldn't say I definitely would kiss your forehead But I wouldn't rule it out is what I'd say <laughs> What I would do is if I was trading you for a camel And I needed okay, to I, yeah. I identify you to the camel that dealer man I would go over and kiss your forehead like uh, Judas kissed Jesus. To Am I only worth him. one camel to you? Oh, at best, I'd have thought, yeah. Like, this podcast would fall to shit if it was you and a camel. <laughs> Friends with camels. You just hear soon. lots of heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah, that's true, isn't it? Uh, the camel wouldn't be as good at the spreadsheet as you as well. So no, that's I, true. I, I need you. Okay, look, to sum up, I shall not exchange you for a camel. Happy? Thank you. So Monica and Joey in the restaurant and Dragon and and this whole sort of hiring him to fire him and then he gets attracted by the money, doesn't he? He he does. I mean, he gets um he gets quite a lot of money in tips, doesn't he? Three hundred dollars for one night. Yeah, nuts. Like sign me up. And I know it's like a it's a reasonably nice restaurant, but it does it's not sort of 
a restaurant for millionaires. No. <laughs> um, talking of the restaurant itself, love to talk to the people that designed the waitering costumes. Yes, red and green ties. Sort of almost all red ties, but then like two green ones. As if, what, are they like, what, the team captains? Is it like a captain's <laughs> armband? Or do you know what I mean? Like the, the supervisor tie? As if, it's not different enough to be like, this is a more, much more senior person. But it just seems very odd that they've gone for um, gone for that sort of mostly red. And the ties themselves are dreadful, aren't they? Big old wide 90s ties. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that'd be very um, weight I feel like we've friendly. talked about wide ties before. Yeah, almost certainly. Right. There's, there are very few topics we haven't covered on this podcast at some point. Ooh, Camel's got its first run. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're always finding new fresh angles here. Although I must say, it has occurred to me that my grandma and granddad were probably being offered... <laughs> they were probably being offered a ride on a camel, weren't yeah. they? Was it a sort of a touristy spot in Morocco? I, I guess so. Maybe maybe buy a camel riding $10 sign or something like that, you know? Yeah, but no, they jumped <laughs> to the conclusion that... <laughs> Because your granddad have been to Blackpool, where they do the don- donkey rides on the beach. <laughs> Everywhere I take you, now people offer me animals for it. <laughs> uh, big, wide. Yeah, I just don't think the big, wide, low... It's a very low tie, again, classic 90s, but he's carrying a soup or something. You don't want a, a, a dangling object on your waiter outfit, do you? This storyline, this plot got a couple of lols out of me. Did it? You say that like you're surprised. Well, no, I'm just thinking of like when we do Joey and we make a point of saying that we've laughed at something because it doesn't really happen often. No, we have to do an actual laugh count on that, don't we? And it's usually up to two an episode. <laughs> but there was there was one bit that I don't think I'd seen before because I'd only seen this on um, on TV when it had been censored. Oh, yeah. So the bit that really made me laugh, mainly perhaps because I wasn't expecting it, was when Monica shows off her hat with Quit Bitch written on it. Oh, well, you've never seen the Quit Bitch? No, I love that. Oh my God, that's incredible. I love that. Did they yeah. censor the hat on TV? I don't remember seeing the hat before. I think that's one of the funniest lines of the episode where Phoebe's trying to comfort Monica and goes, well, maybe they meant to write quiet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that got a big old laugh out of me because, again, yeah, I sort great. of forgotten that line. But but they are properly bullying Monica, aren't they? Oh, it's absolutely, like, unacceptable on every level. It's, it's, totally. It's mad. I don't understand why it's allowed to happen. You know, who's who's running that place, you know? And also the ringleader of the bullying is this really dweeby waiter. It's really odd, isn't it? He doesn't feel like the rest of them, like without wishing to stereotype, sort of look and act like they could be undercover mafioso, you know? They're yeah. all they're all look really hard and mean. And like yeah, he's just a sort of dweeby camp guy that's apparently their illustrious ringleader, isn't he? Have you seen him in Everybody Loves Raymond? No, I never really watched Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves uh, Raymond. He, I mean, he's one of these people that basically plays the same character and everything. Yeah. But um, he's in Everybody Loves Raymond as like a really needy, snivelly... Um, I think he sort of does a bit of work experience with Raymond and he's great in that. But yeah, he is basically typecast as the same sort of thing in each yeah. thing. He's another strange Friends character that I think I'm pretty sure, and people will correct me no doubt if I'm wrong, but he's only in Friends twice this episode and then one in about five years you know when he orders he's the it's Stu who orders when the friends in five years orders the prostitute for Chandler you know when Monica's trying to order a stripper oh yeah and it's like it's quite curious that they got him back for that you know yeah another person who's in Friends twice yeah Friends same character but just so far apart like he he hasn't played a part of that world for for yonks yeah good point Um, and then he's back in the other bit I laughed at is when Monica gives an instruction to one of the members of staff 
And this woman says in a, in a broad, sort of very clear American accent, I don't speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very good, isn't it? Yeah, but I, like, like you say, it's a, it's, a, it's a really horrible work. What I don't really understand about it, and obviously this is us reading too much into it, is why doesn't she just actually fire one of them? Yes, that's a good point. Because she obviously hates them. If I was her, I'd be like, I'll oh, just fire one of the ones I've, that really does my nut in. Get rid of him. Get rid of Stu. Get rid of the ringleader, yeah. you know? Yeah, get rid of the prick that's making your life miserable. Talking up to you, exactly. Um, but no, she has to she has to hire and fire Joey in a, in a, in a way that's so... Uh, that bit's always felt a little bit like, oh, it's quite obvious what's happening, isn't it? When he goes, hey, remember that thing the other day? Well, I, yeah. I do have a problem. It's like, hmm, but no. And the way that Monica fires him isn't particularly terrifying she's quite inconsistent in this episode in the way she acts in the kitchen isn't she like when she starts doing her speech at first and sort of does like for the last two weeks it's like it's ridiculously pathetic isn't it it's like she's got there's nothing behind it and then she immediately flips doesn't she and goes has anyone got a problem with that um this plot line does produce one of my most quoted friends lines probably of all time oh yeah uh, as Joey's walking out after finally having been fired. Oh, a, a lean Christmas. Lean, lean, lean. <laughs> I say lean, lean, lean so often. Um, which Whenever is you're using your lean, 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 fat-reducing grilling machine. Yeah, <laughs> George Foreman, lean, lean, lean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's one it's one of the greatest ones. That, and also, there's two very notable friends, lean-based lines in the... The one where they get the maid and Monica thinks the maid's stealing all her clothes and Chandler says, well, this is where I lean. Oh, yes. Um, there you go. Any instance in my life where leaning is involved, got a couple of quotes straight off the back for that. Yeah. Thanks, friends. Sorted. Hi, I'm Yasmin Akram, letting all of you know that myself and my friend Philippa Don and I have released the second series of our podcast, We Heart Worry. Join us for hard-hitting discussions on flashing your neighbours accidentally, looking after a child's pet when they go away, and of course, that most universal of worries, a strong fear of chicken. That's We Heart Worry. Find us where you find good podcasts. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, let's get on to Ross's mad old uh, dating scenario. So we've touched yeah. it already, haven't we? Like, Ross really just wants to have someone to hang out with. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just his sort of commitment that he's willing to do long distance after, like, one date. Yeah, there's a lot of strange things I don't understand. I mean, let's go right at the start, and and Chandler flags this himself, but the way Ross (laughs) meets the Poughkeepsie woman in the first place is terrifying. She was totally at my mercy. I sat by the door so she'd have to walk past me if she wanted to switch cars. Presumably, if she wanted to switch cars, the only real reason would be to get away from Ross. Yes, sounds like it. Like, you don't need to be switching cars very often on a train, do you? Rare moment of creepy Ross behaviour actually being properly called out, though. As you must say, Chandler does do that, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He says, yeah, were you late because you were burying that woman? But it's fucking weird, isn't it? She was totally at my mercy. In what sense? I mean, basically, the whole... The way Ross meets people in this episode is absolutely baffling. Have you ever, Pete, been asleep on a train and woken up to find an incredibly attractive person watching you sleep that had been waiting there until you woke up to ask you out? No, no, that's that's unfortunately never happened. That has never, ever happened to me. I say unfortunately... It it would be quite an immediate red flag for someone to ask me out, having just spent however long watching me sleep. Wouldn't wouldn't your first, I mean, I, I get that he's drowsy, but wouldn't your first question sort of be, "How long have you been? How long have you been watching? Me? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here?" Um. Also, I mean, let's 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 get too let's get too deep, shall we? The train from New York to Montreal is nine or ten hours. How is he asleep for that long on a train? That's a full. That's a good night's sleep, isn't it? Yes. Well, this entire episode is basically about Ross being tired, isn't it? Because he has to get this train. But it doesn't. I mean, how far away is the train from Poughkeepsie to New to, to Manhattan? Do you reckon? Uh, I feel like googling's occurring. Manhattan to Poughkeepsie train two and a half hours. So oh yeah right, and he's the way he's banging on in this episode is like he's flying cross country every day for a day, isn't it? That's just me down to you. Yeah, that's like nipping down for a for a day or a weekend. Like, presumably, in the early stages of this dating, you're not seeing each other every day. It's not what you call a long-distance relationship, is it? Well, there's also a point where he takes a train to break up with someone that he's been on. Like, That's his plan, isn't it? To take a train to break up with someone. Mad. That he's been on, like, two dates with. Mad. Why is just ring her. Yeah, don't get a two-and-a-half-hour train. No offence, <laughs> Pete. If I'm breaking up with you, I'm not getting a train up to do it. Oh, cheers. Um, <laughs> and we've been on more than two dates. <laughs> Well, when, like, when she welcomed Ross off the train and then he dumped her, she'd be like, well, why the why the fuck have you done that? Yeah. And then what does Ross do? Just get back on a train and go home? Yeah, well, exactly. Like a five-hour round trip. Ridiculous. Just to say he doesn't want to go on a third date. I mean, Just I know they don't have cell phones up. and they can't text, but give her a call, eh? Just be like, yeah. hey, it's a bit far, clearly. I'm making a meal out of this. But, yeah, I just I feel like Ross is over... Uh, playing the victim card too much here with his sleep. You know, he's just getting a two and a half hour train. It's not like he's driving 10 hours a day. 
Very unlike Ross to play the victim. Well, exactly. Also, on the sort of technicalities again, Montreal is in bloody Canada, isn't it? Like, he's crossed the border there. Very, very <laughs> unlikely they'd just be like, oh, let, let him sleep through. Should we, should we check his passport and ID? Nah, just... Nah, he's sleeping. Let him sleep. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. Let him, if the, the rule is, lads, if they're sleeping, let him into the country. Don't worry yeah, exactly. about it. Um, you know, there's also that point where uh, Ross talks about a joke that the date made. Yes. I'm, I'm curious to know what joke towed a line between being funny and racist, because to me, that sounds like it was probably racist. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very rare that a joke that could be interpreted as racist is ends up being definitely not racist you yes know? yeah yeah it's uh, i mean we never get to meet either of these women really do we we, we see the poughkeepsie see woman one through a window knocking yeah waving through a window but we don't actually get to to properly meet them but i character that ross portrays in the the sort of funny slash stupid slash racist one i, I want to meet that character you know Sure. I can't imagine what she is like, and I'm gutted we never actually got to meet her. Don't you think it's quite difficult to keep track of which girl he's talking about because we don't really meet either of them? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's... it's The whole episode premise is based on two women we don't care about at all because we've never met them and we know they won't be there at the end, you know? Yeah. So, we, yeah, like you say, it'd be, if we'd have met the girl in Poughkeepsie and gone, she is really great, she just lives miles away... I feel like we could have been a bit more invested in that, but it's 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 all a bit wishy-washy, isn't it? I agree. And then the other thing to note for this is, uh, please do correct us if we're wrong on any of these, but there is no ferry from Montreal to Nova Scotia, guys. That's all I'm saying. Oh, the ferry to Nova Scotia. You have to swim. Just, well, no, no, no. You, you 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 drive. It's connected by land, mate. Oh, they invented some water. The, well, there is water, but you'd have to go all the way around the sort of peninsula thing. I mean, it takes twenty-one hours to drive from Montreal to Nova Scotia. Oh, fuck that. It takes four hours nearly to fly there. Like, it's not a two-hour ferry, is it? A ferry is not twice the speed of a plane, famously. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> some uh, some science facts for you there, guys. You are absolutely welcome. Um, any more for any more on uh, on Ross's train uh, story? I think that's about it. It's one of those strange episodes, this one, isn't it? Because there's not as much to say about it because I think it's a very good episode. Yeah. There's not much for us to dig into. There's not really... I mean, there are problematic elements in the sense that Chandler is trading women for favours and Ross is uh, physically not allowing women to go past him without asking them out. But... You know, apart from those slightly strange details, it's not particularly a problematic Friends episode. It's not particularly one where there's a really terrible storyline. They're all, you know, like Alice says, they're all banging storylines. They're all good, aren't they? Yeah, I was pleased when I discovered it was the mon- that was the Monica storyline we were in for. Yes, yeah, it's always nice. Lean, lean, lean. Should we do a quiz? <laughs> Let's do a quiz. I know I've already mentioned this on our correspondence episode, so sorry to repeat myself for those of you that are Patreon subscribers. But um, I met Amy the Quizard this week. You did, didn't you? At uh, the quiz. At in quiz. her natural habitat. Yeah. At a quiz. <laughs> I met her in the wild. Yeah. In the wilds of the quiz. Um, yeah, I met her. She came to the quiz that we did last week in, in real life. Um, and they, their team came second. And Dave, you clearly made um, a reasonable impression because she has still very kindly done quizzes for us since meeting you. Well, absolutely. We had a good chat about that. She basically was like, if I could just write friends quizzes and not 
do my actual job, that would be the dream. And, yeah, well. um, so, yeah, I think I sort, of, sort of suggested we should make some sort of business out of that, but I'm not following on, not sure quite how we'd make loads of money from it. But I'm not against it, guys. If anyone can think Try. of a way to make that into a functional commercial business. Question one. Uh, how many Oreos in one go is Joey's personal best? 15. 15. Yeah. I can say that with confidence. Is correct. Um, question two. Where does Chandler think his joke about Pook Keepside <laughs> would have killed? That is in Albany. Uh, I, I don't get that joke. Uh, I mean, presumably Albany's near Poughkeepsie and they have some sort of rivalry, you know? Yeah, right. Fine. Because his joke is, oh, how can she be great if she's from Poughkeepsie? Right, fine. And that joke is that that's that's them vibes. All the best jokes take explaining. Um, <laughs> question three, which two professions would exclude you from dating Rachel because she deems them boring? Uh, legal. Yeah, and accounting? Uh, correct. Um, that's, that's a very funny line that we glossed over actually earlier when she says that you know, they can't have a boring job. And Chandler goes, oh, and Ross was what, a lion trainer? <laughs> yeah. uh, question four. What time does Drew say he'll bring Cubans to Chandler's office? That's uh, five, isn't it? Five, around five. Five o'clock, yeah, around five o'clock. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> That's another, it's a great Chandler episode. He goes, it's, it's a little later than I like to stay. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... What is the amount of money Joey... Oh, oh, no. Should have noted this. What is the amount of money Joey has in each of his hands after getting his tips? 300 and something... 320 something dollars in one hand and 200 and something in the other hand. But I, there is not a chance in hell I'm going to get that right, I don't think. 327. Is correct. Is it? <laughs> yes. Yes. What's well, 200? Like I, I, can't, I do not know the, the 200. Have a guess. One. 200 and... 28? You're only 10 out. 218? No, other way. 238? Correct. Oh, no, it's not right, is it? Um, and then Amy puts, fun fact, that translates to £664 in today's money. £664 into de- as in the conversion rate? He is absolutely loving life as a waiter, isn't he? Well, that kind also, of what was this, 1997? Like, yeah. £664... In 19... I'm, I've got to get the inflation calculator up. Sorry, Pete. £664 in 1997, cost in 2021. That's 1,200 quid. £1,235 for two days tips. Loving it. We're in the wrong bloody job, mate. Well, we really are. Um, end of episode? Uh, well, shall we say what next week's is? Yes, that was a test and you passed. Thank you. Uh, hey, Pete. Yeah? Just off the top of my head... Completely apropos of nothing. What's next week's episode? Well, Dave, uh, the request comes from Ellie. Um, I said that strangely, didn't I? Yeah, it was very odd, though. Why did you? You said it strangely, and then you pulled. Because it's her. It's. It's. I think it's her first name because it's the first part of her Instagram. You do nothing where you try and work out from the Instagram name to the first part of her Instagram name is Ellie. Okay, fine. Sold, but not spelt like anyway. um, (laughs) We are going. Uh, back to season one, Dave. Oh, exciting. Season one, episode 22, the one with the ick factor. Oh, good. I was literally having a conversation just today about how good season one is. There you go. Um, the one with the ick factor. That is good, isn't it? God, it's, it's been ages since we've done a season one, isn't it? Uh, would you like to know? Uh, no. When did we last do one? 
episode 18 of the last series. <laughs> what was it? The one with two parts, part two. Ah, yes, yeah, sure, sure. Well, it's been some time. I can tell you exactly how long it's been, Dave. Some, not Because a lot. of the spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, go on. Camel couldn't do this for you, could it? <laughs> Look, uh, I want to give the camel a chance on the spreadsheet before we naysay him. 17th of March. That's a fair. That's a fairly long time ago, Pete, in real terms. Right. Three months. It's a quarter of a year. Yeah, that's true. See you next week. Well, maybe I won't come back. Oh, that's all right. I'll get the camel on. <laughs> if anyone's selling a camel, please do let me know. <laughs> Dave, I've just realised something. What? You know that song that kids sing about a camel? No. Alice the Camel. Alice the Camel. Alice the Camel had one. Had, there's a song about that you count how many humps the camel has. I don't know what you're talking about. I think you've gone mad. I was just going to make the point that Alice the Camel in this episode was requested by Alice. And your name's Alison. Yeah, that's true. Alison the Camel. Um, uh, have, I, have I lost my mind? I think we've both lost our minds. Also, <laughs> we, we got to the end of the correspondence episode, and at the end of the correspondence episode at the weekend, I said, oh, there's one I've missed. And then you said, oh, why don't we save it for the main episode? And then we just went, all right, and then ended the episode. And now we've forgotten to do it again. So we're going to have to do it as an addendum here again. Okay, fine. It's, it's really just that you text me in the middle of last week saying, it's, oh my God, is Central Perk called Central Perk because coffee perks you up? Yeah, which... Yeah. Um, it had only just really dawned on me. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny good. joke. Little yeah. pun on Central. It's obviously a pun on Central Park, but the the perk element is, um, yeah, because of the coffee, isn't it? I'm glad we teased that we were going <laughs> to. <talk about> that. <laughs> we also put it on our Instagram, so it's not new content yeah. in any way, is it? Yeah, I just God, like that sometimes you can watch a show for twenty years and only just get one of the main jokes. Then you know. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> maybe people will get. The Alice the Camel reference in 20 years. I'm going to look up Alice the Camel and I'll report back to you next weekend. If you remember Alice the Camel, let us know. There's an incentive to come We'll be talking about that on Correspondence this week, won't we? Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.